2: Learn more at Marines.com.
1: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. All right, here was the premise, Judd. Yes, sir. I send this ballot out to you. Which team at this moment, and we're only talking about the big four. I'm sure you all have Lynx fever and United fever and Saints fever and all that other good stuff. Uh, and, uh, by the way, Wolves E team. Did you see we made a big trade? The <laughs> Wolves uh, E team, we made a big trade.
0: The, the we, E team? The e, yeah, team.
1: I, saw, I saw the release. We, I didn't we, we fail to read in, it. We brought in uh, Junior Martinez and we mm. traded Kachiko. And I was very upset. I thought we gave up too much. But Chico was a fan favorite. When do they start playing, or are they already playing? What is it even? It's it's an e league, and they got a big (laughs) studio there where you can go and watch them play. Really? Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, It's got to be starting here pretty soon. Which team at this moment has the best foundation for success between now and the end of the two thousand one two seasons? I was going to go two thousand. One, uh, 2000-2001 season, uh, which was Cousins' contract, but I didn't think that gave us a long enough out. So uh, 2001-2002. Of the four, and this is an order of uh, uh, possible success, a foundation for success. Judd had Twins, Vikings, Wolves, Wild. Mm -hmm. Manny had Twins, Vikings, Wolves, Wild. (laughs) I had Vikings, Twins, Wild, Wolves. I uh, mixed it up. I mixed it up a little bit, but the winning, uh, the winning uh, system here was the Wild are fourth, the Wolves are third, the Twins are uh, the Vikings are second, the Twins are first. So here's what we're gonna do on Racey Unchained. We're gonna have roughly a ten-minute discussion on each team. And I'm going to have you two guys explain your utter pessimism about the Wild. Why are you so pessimistic?
2: John. Uh, Because, well, there's lots of reasons why I'm pessimistic about the Wild, but I think it starts with this. You are still in the midst of and stuck with those Suter and Parisi 13-year, $98 million contracts. And while the cap is going up and you have a little bit more room than you used to, I feel like you've got two players that you are paying like superstars who are now getting on in their careers and certainly aren't there. Uh, Also, if you've watched the Western Conference playoffs, you see uh, guys like Nathan McKinnon with the Avalanche, and you see the Blues and all of these teams, and they have, simply put, better top-line players, upper-echelon guys, than you do. And so unless Paul Fenton, the new GM, can pull off some type of miracle, I feel the Wild is in a in a spot where there's not a lot of room to get better in a small time period.
1: How uh, upset should we be about the trades? You wanted the trades. How, how upset should we be about the bounty that they received in the trades for uh, Coyle, Ryder and Granlin? The Ryder trade's a complete bust. And why did they he didn't do that? Get why did he do that? Why did he make that trade? That's I, all he could get?
2: Why I think that he was he was desperate to break up that group which is which was Nino, Coyle, um Zucker who he tried to trade but couldn't. Yeah. I think, and I think the perception by Fenton and, Grantland. and Grantland, I think the perception by Fenton w- was that that amounted to w- what you guys used to call the fun bunch with the twins. Okay, and so I think he was trying to break the, those up. But Victor Rask It can't wasn't state. a
1: fun bunch, though. I mean, no, like, Nino's were, the most boring guy that ever lived. But but you're saying, as far as the they just core. they just pretty much weren't motivating each other to be Correct. better type of thing. Absolutely. Granlin, quiet. Nino, quiet. Coil. Yep. I don't know
2: what the idea well, was. And Granlin's a fantastic player on the big ice. But we, we saw it with uh, the Predators in the playoffs. He gets to those, and he can be good, and at times has been, but he did, he disappears. The Nashville trade doesn't bug me. The Coil trade, I think, is a good trade. Because now, now you've got Donato, who is willing to shoot the puck, and a fourth-round pick. And Coyle is good in Boston, but guess what? He's also being used correctly with a roster that's superior to yours. He's on, what, the third line there? He's been, yeah. And, so, and he's been good, and that's fine. But back here, he's not going to be. The Nino trade's a terrible trade. Victor S can't skate. So they basically got a guy that can't play.
1: Who was the guy they got years ago to help make the playoffs uh, when they uh, got him from Edmonton? Cam Barker?
2: Oh god! Is
1: that is that our oh. ass skates like Cam Barker? No, that's the guy they got
2: from Chicago. Oh, oh the yeah. Nick like Letty trade, oh, right? Yes, that yeah. was awful. Yes, o- who they give up for? Nick Letty.
1: Oh, man. that was why Cole people Letty, always have right.
2: lamented him being gone.
1: And that was basically the ownership. Was that was Leopold's first year? Maybe no, I don't. Leopold want to make the playoffs. I
2: don't remember. I don't think so. Don't yeah, know. it might have been. Yeah, I think Leopold it's so long was ago there. now. It, I think it might was, have been. I think so. Get well, us a defenseman. But nurse. the the greatest trade of all time was when Riseborough at the deadline went and got Chris Simon, oh, Ca- yeah. career Leadership. goon,
1: career goon to help in the room because yes. he thought it would help. And I, you know what I always remember is the playoffs of that year, that montage they put up in the press box on the wall,
0: yeah.
1: and they had a quote. An inspirational quote from Chris Simon. Remember that? The guy who did nothing. One, Come on, we're all in this together or
2: something. Didn't he get incarcerated at one point for some, or charged for a hit? Yeah, I
1: think he did. Yeah. yeah, They tried to put him in jail. That didn't work out so well. You know, none of those, uh, uh, to bring them up, as you as we're talking about it, when have they made that move beyond doobie? When they went and got Doobie, and that wasn't a deadline trade. That was uh, during the season. They were right? desperate for goaltender. Yeah, but that was like in January. But when have yeah. they made that last ditch effort to help the uh, to help the team make to a help, run? Help the team make the run? Haven't and have it work out? It didn't. Martin Hansel. It backfired. <laughs> oh, it backfired magnificently. <laughs> no, I mean, you, Simon was one of those. Oh no, those it doesn't guys. work. It
2: doesn't work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the last time that they made a deadline deal. Hoping to make a playoff push, and it worked out.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. No, I think you're right. Those deals, uh, but the N, you know, the NHL is like. They got twenty five trades always at deadline day, because yeah. you got to hey, you, know you got to tell the fans you're trying to you make know the what
2: team. for boston's purposes, the coil trade works out perfectly, and yes. I think it's a smart trade, but it's uh, uh conversely, I think it's a smart trade for the the wild because Donato will shoot the puck, and he's placed far more aggressive than Coil ever liked to in
1: retrospect, the Brent burns trade didn't work out too well, right. Hmm. No, you got uh, him Devin, and Devin Setag- Saga- Setaguchi. Setaguchi. Who, who I don't think, who, by the way, everybody said he's kind of a jackass, and yeah. then he came here and was kind of a jackass. I don't think.
2: <laughs> I don't think they had vetted fully the fact that he had a substance abuse problem at the time, and so they got Setaguchi. They got a first-round pick that they used on a kid named Zach Phillips, who unfortunately his one shortcoming skate, right? he, he couldn't skate he much like Ras. Right?
1: I think he could skate; he just did it slowly.
2: And the char- try right? and coil.
1: Well, yeah. yeah, well, yes, <laughs> okay, yeah, he
2: could stand up on blades. He was
1: good. He was, you know, he did it slowly. How about you, man? You got the wild fourth. You got the wild yeah. least likely to have success <laughs> in the next three years.
0: Well, I think the, their biggest issue right now is aside from the Parisian suitor contracts is they don't who's the who's their star of the future going to be right now the, I mean they they get the,
2: the kid from Russia if he comes and there's if a, he comes and, over. There's, and there's skepticism about that that Kaprazov.
0: yeah mm-hmm. I mean they, they yes. there's, there's there's no and and this is actually the one reason I put the wolves ahead of them slightly very slightly ahead of them is with the wolves at least you have Carl Anthony towns you've got bad contracts yeah. and you've got a history of bad moves and decisions and everything. But you've got, cat that at least if you make a couple of nice moves, it can springboard you in the right direction. The Wild, I just – I like the idea – I like what Paul Fenton did at the trade deadline, but I don't know where they're going. And I don't know how long it's going to take for them to sort of get out of this.
1: Well, the reason I put them ahead of the Wolves is, A, it's hockey. And you – you know, by the – at the end of every season – there's a, a gang fight for that last couple of playoff spots. Everybody has the same note, And if they had Dumba this year, they would have been in the playoffs, right? And Dumba's probably their best player. Uh, and so he's their star. Now, superstar, here's their problem. They came in uh, 2000 and never had one, right? Yep. Yes. Never had one. Yes, and we uh,
0: and were never bad enough to get no, themselves in a position to draft well. No,
1: but it doesn't even have to be that way. Now, who's this kid that uh, that got a couple of goals for San Jose last night? Or Meyer, who's he? They these other clubs get guys who do stuff, right? I, I, but they
2: haven't done that either.
1: No, so they haven't
2: drafted particularly well for a long time.
1: No, and uh, but. We always think they did, right? And that's, I mean, we always but, we, but always you that. you talk
2: about a draft in which you have no clue what a team did. Hockey is the
1: <laughs> top one. You got no clue. I guess the reason I'm uh, saying that they have a, a brighter future than the Timberwolves is that it's so much easier to get in the mix in hockey to make the playoffs and then you can be the Columbus Blue Jackets or you can be the Carolina Hurricanes and beat a couple of teams once you get in the playoffs and when they get Dumba back they're probably a playoff team again now here's the deal on Suter and Priest see uh when are they is it still 13 a year uh, cuz it goes down eventually right the yeah, cap hit uh the contracts do yes i mean it, it was yes. yes they go down eventually but I contend. But we're halfway. I, I know as far as winning and losing, mm-hmm. uh, right now it might not look good, but it was the greatest thing that this franchise ever did because they were they they're going to have some empty seats this time this time around because I, I know ticket groups, I know guys who've you know had four families that had tickets and they split them up and and. Uh, all those outfits remind me of the twins, although it happened much earlier, but they had those four family groups buying season tickets, and by about year four they had two and the wolves have i mean the wild has finally gotten to the fact that uh you know the the guy who organized the group is now out looking for new partners because they you know half of them are bailing and uh so they're gonna go down go downhill they're gonna you know you're still gonna probably have seventeen. But uh, they they would have been down to twelve or thirteen if they hadn't made oh, that yeah. deal on July Fourth, two thousand twelve. You mean, did. You came in for into the special show. Yes, you and I Mr. came in Puck. on a Saturday. We were so excited. <laughs> no, we it was a week. It. it was
2: a weekday. No, it was a Saturday. Oh, I thought it was just a weekday. It was day. a Saturday. Anyway, July, it
1: was July Fourth. was. That's what it was. July Fourth, two thousand twelve. But
2: anyway, that yes. That day I mean, Maybe was, it was a
1: weekday, but it was July 4th. That, yeah.
2: that, that day, I believe, was the best free agency day in the history of the state because we felt for one day like we were the Yankees. Yes, right. So I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying now it leaves you a bit stuck because they signed contracts that you can't even sign now because those contracts were so outlandish.
1: Number four, future success being the next three years. Did I step on something? You might have hit that button there. <laughs>
2: hey, right. hey, hey! The the topic became so hot that the table.
1: I got a question. Oh, did you? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. You how almost how have I to leave it. this yeah, in. I don't know how This I studio it.
2: is so up-to-date.
1: The table raised, and you I would out. like okay. you to know. All right, you can stop it. I got a question for Woo. you, Manny. How tall do you have to be to use the top one? <laughs> Are we waiting for Randy Brewer to host a show here? It might anyway, be the cat, the I promise cat you, cat you you're not the anyway, first person that's
0: done that in the studio, We by got
1: the, way. the wild number four. Okay. The wild least likely for... Uh, <laughs> and we're not talking about championships here. We're talking about significant success, right. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, playoff run, be in the play in baseball. It's be in the playoffs, not not a playoff run. Mm-hmm. Okay, number three, uh, you guys both have the wolves. Go ahead, uh, Manny. Explain to me why you don't think the wolves are the worst team in this market, uh, worst of the big four. It's
0: two things. It's Gerson <laughs> Rosas. I believe in Gerson Rosas, and I think Carl Anthony Towns is one of the 10 or 12 best players in the NBA and I think if you have that you have something going for you and and I think Rosas will be savvy enough to make a couple of moves to not completely clear them out of this financial hole that they're in by being stuck in you know with the Wiggins and the Gorgie Jane contracts but I I believe that he will take some of the trade secrets that he learned from Daryl Morey in Houston and bring them here and Put them in the right direction.
1: Are you a big Maury fan?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, the, the massive ego. But,
1: yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he's
0: got he's got quite the ego, but you know what? He's he's put together a team that basically would have probably have a couple championships now if not for the Golden State Warriors. But
1: you look at that team, and they have Harden and Paul, and you know, I like the center. But they don't have much. They got a bunch of guys off the street. And I don't, you know, I'm not sure that's built for success. I'm not sure that. I think they're, you know, I think they're on the, you know, they're going to, they're on the edge of, this was their last shot.
0: Yeah. They they put together a team over the last couple of years to to win right now. And Mm -hmm. now the problem that they're going to have is, you know, Chris Paul is, not getting younger, and he's no. not nearly the same player he once was a couple of years ago, and he's going to be 37, 38 years and old making Harden, $40 million a year. And
1: Harden's played 38 to 40 hard minutes every game for uh, several years and had the ball in his hand for about two-thirds of each one of those games. So.
0: <laughs> but I don't, I don't think he's going to – Rosas, I don't think he's going to try and build this team to look exactly like the Houston Rockets. I think he's going to try and maximize the players that he has – try like hell to get something out of Andrew Wiggins, to try and at least give him to give a damn or something. Um, but I think having Carl Anthony Towns in place is is going to have them in a in a good position, provided that Rosas can maximize him and the guys around
1: him. What would you do to give up Wiggins? What would I mean to get rid of Wiggins? What would you do? Would you uh I would send Would a, you trade a number 1 for a number 2, a couple of 2s to get rid of them? Start would,
2: with your first born and go from yeah. there.
1: <laughs> no. I would
0: I would give up a first round pick, but it needs to be protected. There needs to be some sort of protection on it. Or, like this like you if know If you're this,
1: picking 6th and somebody else is picking 19th, would you just flip them?
0: It would depend on the draft. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. If it were this draft, I would maybe think about it because outside of Zion, I mean there's not really a sure thing in this draft I don't think, but you know, I, I it's, it's it is one of those things you have to be very very careful with because this team needs this team needs to bring in more talent and they need more cheap talent they because they don't cheap, have yeah, any money right. to spend. Yes. So
1: How about you?
2: I agree with Manny on the second part, which is Cat is a superstar. The Wild doesn't have that player. The Wolves do. The Rosas thing, the only thing that I'm willing to go down that path on is I like the fact that the Wolves seem to have done what the Twins did, which was try and embrace something that's new and different. And a person that looks at basketball more 2019 instead of 2010. Um, but basically it comes down to the fact that this team has a superstar that it can build around. The only problem is Ros- Rosas, like everybody else I think, is going to come in here and be uh, convinced that he can turn Wiggy around, which I don't know is possible. And so th- I think that I'm, could be a problem.
1: I'm wondering if he's going to think that or know that he has to try it, you know. He might not well, who think knows? it, but he's gonna.
2: Well, and that comes back you to the head coach it. too, because I think he'll is, try. Because Ryan's going to get the job, and Rosas is going to make it sound like it's his decision. And the reality is, he was almost certainly told, "We'll talk to you, but you have to accept the fact I that did, Ryan's on the coach." I
1: did find it interesting that uh, we were still attempting to make it a mystery as to who the coach was going to be, and yet we read that they met for three hours, several but, hours a day for three days.
2: Why are we bothering with this?
1: Why would you? Why, why, would, why would you spend 15 hours over a three-day period meeting with a guy if you he's wouldn't. not going to be your coach? I have no idea. right? No, and you wouldn't. And that is the main reason that I would say the Wild have a uh, better future than the Wolves over the next three years because uh, they are making the – you know, here's uh, – when Falby and Levine were made to keep Molitor – they probably were not happy about it. In fact, they proved it because they got rid of him as soon as they could. But they at least knew they were getting a competent big league brain, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they were getting a you know mm-hmm. a guy who knew his baseball. Yeah. And I think that uh, Rosas Rosas is being made to keep a young man who certainly has the upbringing, but. Uh, One one thing you need in the NBA is a presence. As an NBA coach, you need a presence of some kind. I don't think the kid's got a presence. I don't think. I think, you know, the worst thing that you can tell me is that Cat loves him. Do you think he? That means he gets away with murder. That means Cat can do anything he
2: wants to. Do Do you think Ryan grows into that presence, or do you think he doesn't have a presence as a person, and
1: therefore it's a problem? Oh, he might. I I don't know. Uh, he might grow into it. Certainly, I I don't know. You know, I I like him. He's a good enough kid. But uh, the idea that uh, you know, I've always thought that even in the NBA, uh, hiring you know a coach who LeBron's a little different than than Cat. LeBron's <laughs> playing a hard. Ass basketball game is LeBron's <laughs> life. Cat's <laughs> eh, got a cat's got a varied life, you know, and uh, I, I think Cat's certainly a talented guy, and he played great for Ryan down the stretch. But I just don't, I don't see, I don't see Ryan Saunders attracting assistant coaches. They're going to be committed to coming in here and getting, uh, you know, the best out of Wiggins, whatever that might be. And I, I just, I I think that, uh, I think they're the same old Wolves. I, you know, just anything they can screw up, they will screw up. The, the and, biggest. and this guy is, I'm certainly more optimistic than I was with David Kahn. Yes, <laughs> yes who you knew was screwy from the beginning go. But uh, I, I got to tell you, collaboration does nothing for me. I don't care if he gave Cheryl Reeve a piece of pizza or not, or whatever. <laughs> what the type hell it of pizza is. was it? Do we know? I don't it? know. I don't know. I had to. I play, mean, was it good stuff? You know, a lot of collaboration. He was getting applauded. The well. like one day at the office, because a he went over and visited the links, and b he uh, brought pizza for the office, and Tibbs never did that. So this is showing. What the hell do we care if he gets along with the ticket office?
2: Who cares? Ethan Casson, the president Who cares? of the team, he's the guy that cares. I
1: know, but and he's the guy that wanted to, you know, hire this guy. Who gives a damn?
0: But you know what? What this is really all about, though, Pat. He's he's the opposite of Tibbs.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. That's, it is.
0: That's that's, that's Well, and whole, even
1: if he isn't, aside from his basketball
0: to, acumen, he's he's the to, opposite of Tibbs to too.
1: get the job. He had to say, okay, I'll be the opposite of Tibbs. You know, he might think it's ridiculous that he's got to go over and watch Lynx practice too, but they want him to do that. Because four people sent emails saying, we think Cheryl should be the coach because she managed to win with the best player in the world. Including your guy, Ramble. But, uh, Yeah, that was uh, good. But as I pointed out to Manny. <laughs> I, love, I love when something I, Patrick As, as is, I pointed out to Manny. <laughs> yeah. You know the ride with Ricey? Yeah one of the most collaborative a, things a of fine all time. show in my opinion first mm-hmm. of all a lot of fun the women's station much like the lynx was right next door right yep. you got the wolves court and the lynx court yep here we got uh what used to be 1500 ESPN or where we ESPN 1500 1500 ESPN yep you got it right and next door we got my talk yep and my talk winning championships us not right, the, like the links, sort of almost an identical situation. Who was our? I was. Coll- I who paid more attention to the. I went over, I brought him donuts. I was yeah. the nicest collaborative guy of all time. Mm-hmm. And as far as the product was concerned, Manny and Reavers and I, we were collaborative as could be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If Manny That's said something. Time. He said, "I said, hell yes. Who cares? Let's do it that way, Manny." So you were the anti- anyway. And good, look what good that uh, does. You know, we got fired. So anyway, <laughs> anyway. So, I'm, collabora- I'm not, so collaboration. So is the lesson here? Collaboration doesn't work, and all that other crap means nothing. Means nothing. One thing I
0: will be looking forward for, though, as far as Andrew Wiggins is concerned, is is somebody going to hold him accountable? Yes. When he dribbles the air out of the ball, yes. lets the shot clock get down to two seconds, and throws up a 19 foot jumper. And is somebody. Is Ryan
1: is, Saunders going to no. hold him accountable?
0: Is Ryan Saunders going to say, nope, Andrew, we're not going to do that? Go and, sit and on the I'll bench. And I'll
1: say one of Tibbs's great weakness was, at least publicly, he never challenged him. No. Yep. He, he always defended him. He always yeah. made excuses. Every for
2: time. Him. Mm-hmm. Probably
1: made excuses for him because he gave him $140 million and uh, figured that he had to. But anyway, I got the Wolves still being. I think I got the Wolves Wolves because it's the NBA yep. and because it's the Wolves. <laughs> I still have them as the uh, most unlikely local team to experience success between now and 2022.
2: And Patrick, I think you said this last week on Unchained, but I think it's exactly right, too. I think Rosas is at an age now where he said, I need to take a job. Yes. Because if you walk in that door and you're told... Ryan Saunders is your head coach. If you're a real up-and-comer, five you, years ago, you he turn would, around and five walk out. Five years
1: ago, he could say, I'm not going to sit and listen to Mark Cuban's bull crap Correct. every day. But now you got to say, well, I'm 40, 40 now, and if I don't get this job. You know what was interesting, though, when the Philly job was open, the GM job, uh, he was being interviewed, and Woj had a piece about how what a good relationship he had with Thibodeau. Is really? saying that he could bring him in as coach, perhaps, if he if he <laughs> got the Philly job. So, now I have reached out to Coach Tibbs to see if that's accurate and have not received a response. So,
0: well, yeah, I guess that makes sense because when Rosas was with Houston in the early two thousand, when Van Gundy was yeah. coaching there, I think Tibbs, Tibbs, Tibbs was, was on Thibbs Van was Gundy's there. staff. Yeah. Yeah, well, what
1: right. what he said is he has a very good relationship with Van Gundy and Tibbs hmm. Van Gundy. So, sure. anyway. Number two, mm-hmm. Vikings. You got the Vikings behind the twins on the list of most likely to succeed between uh, now and 2021-22. I, I think I said 2001-2. Two. I, I, mean, I knew what you were saying. I mean, I knew what you were one. saying. Don't 22. worry about it. Yeah. The world is passing by rapidly. Yeah, each day goes by quick, <laughs> okay. quicker and quicker. Yeah. I, I did that
2: because... One, Cousins is signed for two more years. You can't touch that contract. There's nothing that can be done. You're stuck. If it doesn't work, if it doesn't work in 2019, I think Spielman and Zimmer are in big trouble. They picked up their extensions through 2020, but that means nothing. And and if things don't work out and this is not a playoff team in two thousand nineteen, I think there's a chance both those guys get blown out. And if they get blown out, you got about Zim. You gotta no both of them. Okay, I think Spielman Jim. and Zimmer might both get okay. blown out. And if they both do, you've got a problem. And if just Spielman gets blown out, you've got a problem then because you go get a GM and tell him who his coach is gonna be. Uh, so I think that while I would not be shocked to see the Vikings rebound in 2019 and make the playoffs, if they don't, the uncertainty makes me put them second on that list.
1: I have a question, and uh, before Manny gives his explanation, yes. I have a question that you can both answer. Do you think it was Zim's idea to give Kubiak, uh, basically control of the offense? I think he loved the idea. Do you really? I don't think yeah. he has
2: any interest. Really? And, and I, I they
1: have any relationship in the past.
2: I'm not that I'm I aware don't of. Think so. They were never. But you know what he staff. can do? Mm-mm. He can hold Kirk's hand. Zimmer hates. Kubiak, okay. Yeah, Zimmer I mean, hates I mean, quarterbacks yeah. and kickers. <laughs> yes. Okay. And and I think if you if you got him full of wine, which is not hard, mm-hmm. I think that he would admit to you, I want to coach defense. Mm-hmm. And if I got to get up on Saturday in the Hilton Hotel and give the rah rah, that's fine. But I don't think this guy has any interest in offense and special teams driving crazy.
0: Yeah, I think that when you look at 2017. Zimmer had Pat Shermer running that offense, and Zimmer knew he didn't have to worry about anything. He could just focus on the defense, and Pat Shermer's got the offense, and everything's fine. But Pat Shermer goes on, takes the New York Giants' job. Enter John D. Filippo. Get halfway through the season, the offense is sputtering, and now Zimmer's thinking the offense. I got to worry about the offense. We need to run the ball more. D. Filippo needs to do more of this, and then it just—I I don't think that Mike Zimmer likes being in that situation where he has to. Actually, put his you fingerprints know what this was? on the
2: offense. That was his plan from day one with Norv. He yeah, hired yeah. Norv immediately yep. because he had no interest in coaching offense. Yeah, well, that's a good point.
1: Now, when did he realize that he screwed up on <laughs> D-, D. Filippo?
2: Oh, I think early on. So do you? I think. Yeah. Er, I think when Cousins failed enough, and he didn't <laughs> see them adjust to help him at all. Yes, I think. I think the fact that that. Their problem is they became enamored with the guy who they perceived beat their great defense in Philadelphia. Yes. And and that guy took the job thinking, Rudolph is my star tight end and this is all going to work. And when they saw them not adjust and run more, I think he realized, oh, crap, I'm going to have to help out here. And I don't think he's got the capability or patience.
1: Well, let me say this. Uh, I know that most Viking Ass kisser's are not listening to this podcast because they' are listening to Chief Ass Kisser over at uh, the uh, Big FM Juggernaut, uh, or you know, hours and hours of that. I Unless you're, you're listening about. into the afternoon, the morning show, and then the the next morning <laughs> show. Uh, but uh, the uh, the deal here is that Zim. As, pan- Zim get panicked. You now I know you panic too, but that's because you're the panic on Homer and Panic. But Homer and Panic and Homer. What am I gonna come up with the other? Well, uh, He's a Homer too. Rami, Homer and Homer. Yeah, Homer and Homer and Panic and who the hell's this guy? That's that <laughs> what, that's what we're gonna call it anyway. Zim, you know. Zim screwed up last year when he got rid of the kicker, and then he spent all year looking for the kicker. Zim is a panic guy too, and that's one of their big uh, problems. Is Zim? Zim takes it personally when a team plays. You think you know, Belichick? They'll they'll be two and two and have two stinkers. You know? Mm-hmm. Do you think he goes changes everything? Well, last he,
0: year, remember last year they got. They had their butts whipped in Jacksonville. Remember yes, that game, yeah. and then that was early in the season, and yes. they were like one and two or something like that. They knew that. They didn't I, panic. I, I don't at know.
1: All. Zim is it, it's astounding to me that we decided we uh, we love Zim. I I just don't understand it. He panics on. things. I, I like him, but he, I mean, it just
2: how he he panics on things he doesn't know how to fix. If the defense struggles, he actually can fix it, and so he doesn't panic. He panics on offense and special teams. Quarterbacks and kickers. Here's (laughs) what I
1: want to say about Viking ass kickers, kissers, though. Go back and look at yourselves from last year uh, at this time, all summer. when you All summer, and uh, as a run-up to the season, you were worried. You knew those times you went on social media – those times you commented and said, well, we're only going to have Filippo for one year because he's going to be a head coach someplace, but it's still a good deal. Let's take advantage of it. Look at yourself. Go look in the mirror and remember what an idiot you were for jumping to those conclusions that, boy, How lucky could we be that we hired this guy, right? And now we got Kubiak's kid and Stefanski and the whole thing, and we're fine now because we got Kubiak. And uh, we don't know. Let's wait. No, we don't. Okay, (laughs) all right, Manny, Viking. Why the Vikings are number two for me? (laughs) There's not much left meat on that bone now for Manny. Well, I I... got him number one by the way.
0: (laughs) Um, I I have them number two because. They put themselves in a very weird financial situation with the Cousins contract and then bringing back Barr and, and then we had the Rudolph talk and all of that stuff. But I have him at number two because it is the NFL. And if you can find a way to get into the playoffs and get hot, and I said this even last year when the Vikings were struggling in the middle of the season, that if Kirk Cousins can get hot – and they go into the playoffs, and they've got a chance to go on a run. Now, of course, he he completely fizzled out at the end of the season, so it didn't matter. But it is one of those things where if you are 7-6 and six and things are looking rough and crazy, if you catch fire at the right time, that can propel you all the way to the Super Bowl and go on a run. So while I'm not overly optimistic about 2019 with this team, I know that if something goes in the right direction for them, it can springboard them into success.
1: And here's the reason I got him number one, because the NFL is, uh, you know, if you start off 3-0, and 4-0, uh, all of a sudden, you can have a real good year. I mean, that 13-3 and 3 year pretty much came out of nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. And and the other thing is, I, you know, cousin creeps me out with his lingo, you know, and his, uh, you know, making his... Graduation speech. To, how would he like to sit through that one? Tough times don't last. State. Tough people do. Yes, the uh, rocks that until crack, the day he dies. All that, you know, and he goes over and meets with P.J. and all that nonsense. But he's an asset. He's an asset. I still believe he's an asset. <laughs> if you can get over the idea, he's making twenty-eight million dollars. He's an asset. He's a he's a top ten, twelve quarterback. Certainly the best one they've had around here. And so damn much better than your pal Teddy who couldn't throw the ball out of the room and had the worst feet of all time. His way to avoid traffic was to back up and run backwards and get sacked and throw a duck someplace. He's, there's no comparison between Cousins and Teddy. And again... All you morons who would want Teddy back instead of Cousins are crazy. He's not, he's not top five or six, but he's he's a quarterback you can go to the Super Bowl with. If the now would be a bad mistake to let Rudolph go, because as as I was talking to Collar, uh, you don't want to be taking weapons away from him. You know who'd love Teddy?
2: Who Matthew. Matthew. Collar yeah, thinks yeah. Teddy is
1: That's you know, whenever I think he really knows football, then I remember how much he loved Teddy. So uh anyway, <laughs> he does. But uh anyhow, uh I think that uh, Cousins is an asset and they can win with him and they're probably gonna go eleven and five and go back to the playoffs. And uh you know, here's the problem though. Now the Bear the luckily the Lions are terrible. Yes. And the Packers had a horrible draft. So the Vikings are still the second best team in the division. The, the, they can win the division, depending on Trubisky. If I think Trubisky's really got a chance to be awful good, and if he steps up and becomes the best quarterback in the division, then you got to need – Well, he won't be better than Rogers, but Rogers. I is think a, the Packers are going to. Rogers be is not a bad team. Very good. Really, I think they're going to be very based good. on what.
2: Based on they the fact they just had this a god awful draft. <laughs> based on on the fact that they signed a couple players uh, as free agents on defense who are going to be good, but based solely on the fact they're going to have a coach come in and say, "Aaron, what do you want to do?" Yeah, and Ar- Aaron, who is a petulant, you know what? I think is going to have a huge year.
0: I don't like what the Packers did in the draft, but I do like what they did in free agency. They went and got some pass rushers, and Riley Reef and Brian O'Neill better. <laughs> They better be ready to go, because they're going to have to go up against Khalil Mack twice a year, and they're going to have to go up against the Smith the Smith boys in Green Bay a couple of times.
1: Uh, I think a year from now, we'll be singing the praises of Kirk Cousins and saying, boy, it's great that he took us to the uh, Look at you. second round of the playoffs. I think the Vikings are... It's the NFL, man. Everything's... That's parody. sort of an FM take on the AM dial, Pat. Yeah, I know it is, and I feel bad about it, uh, because... Uh, you know, I, I've tried to you feel bad about a
0: positive take on the, especially
1: Vikings. especially on the Vikings. You know, as, as you know, for years I've had people come out to me and say, "Boy, I love the Vikings," and I say, "That's because you never met them." <laughs> 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 Although this bunch is, you you get so little access yeah. to them now you have that no you idea. don't know if they're good guys. It's not yet.
2: like the good old it's days. Not like the
1: good old days when you could walk in there and Scott could tell you to go. Um, <laughs> Go have relations with a horse or something. What like. was the term?
2: <laughs> what was the term that that they used back then? It was something checker. I can't say the. I probably can't say this, but it began with a P. Yeah. They'd be yeah. like, "Here come the blank yeah, checkers." Yeah, yes, that's right. Keep your eyes up. Yeah,
1: yeah. What was anyways. your What
0: was your forty one donut story? That, that was you
1: no wait. No, but
0: you, you said like that was your favorite moment. Oh of...
1: yeah, a top five moment in NFL in Viking in sports history. I got number one is uh, ninety one. I like that better. Number two is eighty seven. Twins. You know. Okay. Five top five.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Number three is uh, yeah. I, I think I've said from being a kid, <laughs> the Gopher Iowa football game in nineteen sixty. Yep. Number four Danny walking off the field after forty one donuts, I think was probably number four. That was uh, how about the Gary
2: was... miss in ninety eight?
1: I thought that No, that was, you know, that team was Hey. We were gonna we were going to go go cover the Super Bowl, the station, and stay on the Hubbard boat. I was rooting Are for you Gary. Serious? Yeah. <laughs> I was rooting <laughs> for Gary. Yeah, I was rooting for Gary. So anyway. Plus Gary. Poor Gary. Yeah, that was, yeah. It was Schultze. It's still my favorite story. Gary Schultzenberg was a producer for Joe Schmidt, and the first day of camp, and they're coming back, and (laughs) the cars are pulling up, and Schmitty's talking to somebody else, and he says, Schultze, get Anderson, get Anderson. Anderson's left foot is on the pavement, but his right foot is not yet on the pavement, and Schultze says, have you gotten over missing that (laughs) field? Oh my God! Oh, that
0: was fantastic! Oh goodness!
1: You guys have the twins number one. You believe what you're seeing here? I do. Yeah,
2: yeah. I believe what I'm seeing is is that they got the hires right. I think Falvey and Levine, and and now I think we know Paul. Mulder was fine, but I think we know why he got fired. They wanted a guy like Baldelli who fits
1: in with, their, <laughs> with what they do. doing. they never going to say anything. Yeah, well, they, but that's gonna, what they wanted. I mean, Paul would listen. Paul listens, yes. but I think Paul listened because he had to. Yeah, and I don't think Rocko Paul... listens because he wants cause to. Because he wants to, yeah. yeah. But, I, but
2: I do believe that they've got this right now, and that with all these behind-the-scenes people that, that they've added that they don't announce and all that good stuff... I think the Twins are now modernized to to a point of being competitive for a while. And their prospect pool, not just for 2019, but beyond now, their prospect pool of players coming up is pretty good. I think they got a chance to be competitive for the duration of the period that you threw out the start of the show.
1: Okay. How about you, Manny? You have the, the Twins number one, too.
0: I have the Twins number one for one major reason. One thing that separates them, I think, from the other three teams. They don't have any bad contracts on the roster. Yeah, that's. They uh, don't that's have right. any. They don't have a twenty-eight
1: million dollar. Yeah. They don't. They going. don't.
0: There's nobody on that roster. No Twenty-three where you million dollar contract. They, there's nobody on that roster where you look and say, "Gosh, wish he wasn't making this mo- <laughs> this amount of money." I mean, every you know, all of those contracts that they've had in the past are they're in the past now, and they've got they've got team control on guys, and they've got you know they've invested in Polanco, gave him a nice deal that's. Team friendly and he's producing it, it, right it, now. Well,
1: here's the deal about him. If you'll take what they offer you, you can have it. But if you're to, like, obviously they try to sell, uh, sign Rosario and Barrios mm-hmm. and they didn't, They didn't. There, there's a certain limit they're going to go to. It's going to be interesting to see if Barrios goes 21 and four, if they sign him or something, you know, what if they're willing to pay his freight, freight or stuff. I guess here's my only problem is I look and I I hear about their farm system, but you hear about their farm system forever. I was trying to think of who who are they going to call up for a starting pitcher. They don't have one in Rochester. They don't really have one. Devin Smeltzer, who was a throw-in in in the Dodger trade, is their best minor league pitcher right now. They got Gratterall in AA, but they got one down there. They got – and anybody who's A or below – you know, you, you don't know. So I don't think they're loaded up like people think they are. Kirilov, Royce Lewis, they got three or four other guys. I just, my feeling is that uh, we we have no idea if this is a real good team right now or not. We It's too early in the year. And uh, the pitching... They got a lot of development to do when it comes to pitching, in my opinion. They got a lot of, you know, as far as the future is concerned here. They got a lot of pitching development to do. And uh, I don't know. Plus, the they, they do have the – Manny made a good point. They have the advantage of no bad contracts. and Or did they
0: dodge a bullet on you, Garvish?
1: <laughs> and they haven't it. here's the other advantage that they might have is uh, uh the White Sox – who are the one team I see in the division with the young? They seem to be getting knocked back again this year. They got injuries and stuff like that. So I, I thought by next year the Whiteys might be a really good team replacing the Indians, but it doesn't look like that. So the AL Central is certainly a treat uh, for sure. But I just I I I think it's harder in baseball and uh that's i guess that's the reason i'm i'm not do I'm you not trust these guys do do you think these oh, guys are on
2: the right track
1: you know what they they can improve people the one thing they have is you know football has always been able to improve people you know you improve techniques and stuff mm-hmm. baseball by the time they got to the big leagues it was hard to improve people but they i think they can improve guys so they certainly uh, go about it differently. The good thing is we got Falvey to stop using the word collaborative, so we're all happy about that. That's because Rosas stole it. Yeah, He well, took it from him. No, uh, <laughs> Arm it's wrestled. because Levine and everybody else gave him a hard time about how often he said it. But uh, <laughs> I guess so. I just think that it's uh, easier for the uh, Vikings to proceed uh, than it is for a baseball team, you know, to be successful. Right. I don't know of winning the division with 84 wins, 85 wins is going to be seen as a great sign of progress. But we'll see. Anyway.
2: Last thing for you. Who's the character left in, in this town now? The Twins are corporate. The Wolves are going to be Corporate. With Gerson, for sure. Boudreaux's the closest. Boudreaux, yeah, I think you're he's right. He's the closest, and, I don't, and he probably and by won't be. He's got to be gone
1: by Christmas. Unfortunately, <laughs> so, I think you're right. Yeah, I guess I don't know Fenton yet, but I guess. Oh uh, no no no! I guess no. he's as far removed from character as you can get. He
2: he don't want to be so. your pal, Pat.
1: All right. Well, that's how we rate him. Number one, Twins. Number two, Vikings. Number three, Wolves. Number four, Wild. I hope you're embarrassed over there in St. Paul, man, to be <laughs> at the bottom of this list. Who's going to have the most success between now and 2021-22? That was it. That was the uh racy Unchained. Oh, we're done.